Hello and welcome back to episode 7 of Joshi Joshi. After a long hiatus, we are back. Longish hiatus, we are back with Tom. Hello. Hey. Well, tag, we took tag leagues off, you know. We took the tag league off. They're tag leagues. Yeah. But in, in, in reality, we just... We we had things going on. So yeah. now we're back. Now we're back. Stardom produces... A lot. Uh, Josie in general produces a lot of content to keep up with. It, it was some work to get back up to date. Yeah, I think we're we're basically just going to be looking at like cliff notes and then tag league finals onwards. Yeah. Today, yeah. it's just too much. Otherwise, it really so. is. It really is. Um. Yeah. Well, I guess first off, uh. We're just going to get right into it and go right to Tom's live attended shows. What have oh. you seen lately there? <laughs> <laughs> ah, nothing really. Uh, I saw the She One. Just a bunch and... of Josie legends. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I it's, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal. It was awesome. <laughs> it was like four shows in two days of just really, really fun wrestling. Uh, so fun, in fact, that I decided to up my total live shows seen this year by one one more, even though I wasn't expecting to, and I went back again to Eve for Shiviver series. She um, series series. Well, no, that's just the way I wrote it because it sounded funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they called it Shiviver series. If okay. they call it Shiviver series, it sounds like Sean Connery's writing it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I've seen like Tony Storm's last match in Eve, Ginny's last match in Eve, uh, tons of stuff really, uh, and you know, I've booked a bunch of shows for next year already, so. Wasn't, uh, yeah. did you just see Command Bolshoi? We did see Command Bolshoi, yes, she was part of the whole tournament. Uh, she got a really, really nice warm welcome, actually. Uh, I think mainly because Emily, who was doing the ring announcing, was just, just kept saying she's kind of the reason we did this in the first place. As in, as in the reason we run women's shows. Yeah. Uh, Command Ball Show is a huge inspiration for them. So I was really thrilled for them, and I think everyone really wanted to just give it a really good atmosphere. And yeah, it was really nice. That's awesome. And I took a picture with Command Ball Show. Got a signed thing off her. It was it was a really fun four shows slash two days yeah that goes well with my seeing nothing you i I've... <laughs> you, you've got a show coming up i do but it's not joshi but it's yeah. not joshi you I... might get a, a, a roh women's match off it though yeah no, wait no you won't because it's it's new japan isn't it yeah what oh. what's, what's the girl's name that goes to the ring with uh what's his face the uh japanese godfather <laughs> <laughs> miho abe Abe, yeah, yeah, maybe Abe. Uh, well, we're fun. thinking of different people, but we are. Well, because Miho Abe goes to the ring with a uh, terrible Suzuki Gun guy, uh, Taichi. Oh, who's the one that goes to the ring with the Bullet Club guy? There's several of them. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I, I follow several of them on Instagram, but I bet you do. It's 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 not. It's not springing to mind right now. Yeah, I thought it was Abe because I she's the only one I do follow from New Japan. No, no, she's she's not related to that. Oh, yeah, but yeah, New Japan is coming to Charlotte, so that'll be nice. That'll be nice. 
Yeah, yeah, I feel that that show was booked by, like, Tiger Hattori or somebody who thought that Charlotte's still a territory. <laughs> that was the first thing I said to you. Do they still think it's 1984? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, they can revive it. I hope they get, well, that would be great. I hope they get good attendance. I worry about that down in the South, but we will see. We will see. Probably Atlanta would have been smarter, but maybe it was too expensive. I don't know. But I wouldn't have gone, and I'm going to go to this. So I, I really should mention at this point, it's not in our notes, and it should be. Uh-huh. But the announcement for the end of Survivor Series. Oh, uh, yeah. Go on. <laughs> which, uh, which is that the uh, show in June, the uh, Wrestle Queendom show by Eve at York Hall in London, will be eve versus stardom yeah it's gonna be so it's gonna be amazing i'm so happy (laughs) i literally i walked up to dan the dan who runs the thing afterwards and just said that you just saved me the price of a ticket to japan this year that's right (laughs) i was just absolutely giddy it was great, and he was he was chuffed that he, that, I, that people were this happy about it as well. Well, he's not, how does he not know that? No, oh, yeah, no, obviously he does, but it's still. I, I, I when when the announcement's made, you can just about hear me in the background just just shouting, because uh, Charlie Morgan's the one who's being focused on is going to provide the Eve side of stuff, right. and I'm just shouting in the background for uh, Mayu, please. <laughs> So, but your call is not the one with the with the wall next to the ring, right? No, no. Right. Um, it's really cool to see what Mayu would do with that. <laughs> well, no, York Hall's the one with the balcony that. Uh, that... Oh, from the Sammy Jane match. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the Charlie Charlie Morgan diving off it match. So. Well, if Kagetsu's there, she'll probably hang someone from it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I have a balcony seat, and I'm pretty sure I'm still going to be in the thick of the action. That's <laughs> for at least one or two matches. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's going to be to find out. I already had a ticket for a, a Stardom show this year. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's so nice. Um, I don't even know who. I, I just wonder who they're going to send over. Maybe like the ROH people, like Mayu. Hazuki, Kagetsu, Hana. Well, Hana's not theirs to send, but... True, but Hana's already been here for Eve, so... It'll be interesting, I wonder, I wonder. I, I was predicting a, um, uh, Eve International title versus, uh, oh, what's that, uh, SWA title unification match? Good God, who has that now? Viper. Oh, Viper has SWA. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, actually. And, and Viper's actually also the international champion for Eve. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're, you're thinking... There's no, there's no kind of match to be had. <laughs> just wrestle herself? <laughs> yeah. She just shows up with both belts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's got to put one of them on the line. Yeah. Maybe she can put both on the line, and that's how they unify. I don't. I don't. I, they've got to. They've got to get rid of the SWA belt anyway. At some point, it's just. It's. It's useless. So. Yeah. Nobody. I forgot it existed until you just said that. Well, I, it was only because I was r- trying to run through all the singles titles that Stardom has. Yeah. And it's five. Yeah. Well, at least now they're finally doing something with the high speed title again. Well, yeah. Exactly. The the, the, the realization that. That Murray Apache's had that thing for 488 days was <laughs> was like uh, some people are going to start challenging for that. So maybe they'll just wrap up the SWA belt. Yeah. 
or just just combine it with the world's uh, world of stardom belt or something. Yeah. Well, are we ready to get into the news? Yes. Yes. By all means, go ahead. All right. We'll start with uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro. First off, there, uh, you, one of their better wrestlers. Absolutely one of their better wrestlers. She's really good. Um, has, reti- well, not retired. She's graduated from TJPW and is now going freelance and looking to spend her time abroad. Mostly Europe, but I think some America as well. Yes, and I already have tickets to see her twice. <laughs> <laughs> so unfair. I hate you so much. <laughs> well, uh, there's a there's a RevPro show in January uh, here in Bristol, about seven minutes drive from my house and you and Shigehiro Irie and Will Ospreay are all on the show so I thought you didn't like Rev Pro unless you could watch it while listening to Andy Boy <laughs> <laughs> look if a wrestling show has Will Ospreay and you on it it's seven minutes from my house I'm going to go along even if I have to just physically choke Andy Boy Simmons to death <laughs> whilst i'm there i i've just been praying he gets the new japan job just to make you oh, miserable god damn it no, just I to they... run you off from new japan <laughs> i think they've settled on a decent team now so mm-hmm. thank christ you're real into leaping lanny Pafo. Uh, no no they have settled they've settled without him thankfully hey, hey, well there's been it's, so it's, many it's, is it caliber who is it, it it's it's kevin kelly uh chris charlton Rocky Romero when he's available and uh, Don Callis. Oh, yeah, that's a good... I, th- I, th- I think Excalibur might come back for more, but it's just on a tour-by-tour basis, you know? Yeah, Chris Charlton is a really good Twitter follow. Just getting that out there. He's a, he's actually a good commentator. He's not He doesn't have the best instincts because he, he tends to peak emotionally like at the start of the match, which <laughs> is, is problematic because it doesn't give you anywhere to go. Yeah. But the guy loves his history, and there's nobody who knows more. Yeah. So I, I really enjoy having him on there. Yeah, yeah, me too, from like the one time I heard it or something. But anyway, you. <laughs> yeah, uh, you uh, actually said that she was looking forward to wrestling Jordan Grace, because Jordan Grace was kind of like her inspiration for going indie. Really? Why Jordan yeah. Grace? I think it was because she sort of saw this big, powerful female wrestler making a success of going on the indies uh that didn't have to be a model basically exactly although let's let's be completely honest about this jordan grace is attractive and very much plays on that in some of her marketing (laughs) i have no idea i've never seen her wrestle Uh, she's she's good she is she is good i really like her and she definitely she's very she's got a good character she has personality and charisma to to go with but uh yeah it, I, I'm, I'm glad that you's dipping her toe into that sort of fairly fertile european slash u.s scene yeah i'm sure she's still going to be going back to japan and finding places to work there obviously but it's an it's an interesting road to see if uh, to see if other people start moving into that sort of field and a lot of uh joshi wrestlers don't do this like I mean, there's no. Mako, but she's a living legend. There's nobody that young in their career that leaves Japan for the West and Joshi like that. Well, again, Mako is supplying talent who she has on, on her roster to these groups. 
So whilst I've seen a lot of in- a lot of wrestlers coming across, the number of independent Joshi wrestlers yeah. coming across is pretty low. I mean, I ha- Hannah would count, I guess. I guess she's wrestled one. Have you seen Hiroyo? Uh, what, Matsumoto? No. Yeah, no, okay. She would count for sure. Uh, have you seen, uh, she used to go over a lot, Hikaroshida? No. Really? Okay. No, no, I, I didn't know who she was until last year, so. <laughs> yeah, because I know she used to go to England fairly often. Yeah. Those are the real, probably the top of the true independent wrestlers. Um... Yeah, that's that's just really cool. What I hope the most for you is that she gets to meet her favorite wrestler. Which, uh, for those that don't follow her on social media, the girl loves Jeff Cobb. So I hope she gets to meet him. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. I'm sure Jeff did. Uh, Jeff was over here recently. Was he? Uh, I think he was on a Rev. Yeah, I think he might have been on a Rev Pro show, maybe or. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's done a couple of bits and pieces, and, and use obviously on Ref Pro as well. So, yeah, so maybe they can meet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope that makes it to Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> I'm sure it will. <laughs> you marking out for Jeff Cobb. Um, so, other TJPW news: we have three new debuees. Uh, the first, I believe, it was Neko Haruna, who is a from the word Neko. You can tell she's a cat. Um, Looks like an anime character, and she also, uh, she's extremely short. I think she's like 4'10", or something like that. Uh, I'm not so good at converting the metric system to Imperial, but I believe she's around 4'10", 4'11". She's very small. I think she'd have to be sort of uh, uh, 155 centimeters, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. (laughs) it's just so small that's uh well we'll get to that later um and the other trainee that uh came right after her was pam harajuku and you can tell from her name she's sort of doing the harajuku style so that's that like way over the top kawaii thing like if you think of kiari pamu pamu that sort of thing and, okay, I, I just got a picture of walking to the ring with a crepe filled with ice cream. So. <laughs> that, that's that's my image of Harajuku. That's right. She she very well might do that. Uh, she looks a lot like Yuka Sakazaki to me. It's like maybe it's the haircut because they both have that sort of gold short hair. Um, but yeah, uh, she was okay. I saw their two matches. They both. Look like rookies. What are you going to do? Um, and the third debutee is Yumi in all caps, so I don't know if that means she's going to be a heel. She's very tall. I believe she is only 16 or maybe even 15. I don't know. But she's already as tall as uh, Kamiyu. So that's the tallest member on the roster. So she could she could end up being just a giant, which would be pretty neat. So it's it's so, so the so the Tokyo Joshi Pro roster is basically like the shortest people ever and the tallest people ever. Exactly, exactly. Um, but it's good they're getting new talent. I hope they end up doing well because God, they get hurt a lot roster wise over there. Yeah, they've really they've been 
decimated in the proper sense this year, as in one tenth of their roster is gone. Yeah, like <laughs> Mahu Kurone, which is by yeah. far the like as I always call it the gateway drug for that promotion. She retired. Uh, Rika Tatsumi got hurt. Um, Marika Kobashi got hurt. You left the promotion. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. It's just my God. Oh uh, yeah, Azusa. She uh, Azusa Christie. I can't, I can't remember her actual name without that gimmick. Uh, she retired too. So my God. But of course they're getting Millie McKenzie for a tour. Hey, there you go. And she could so, fit in nicely there. Although <laughs> it's like I think it's like the worst promotion for her. Surely it's yeah. I mean. She might fit in really well because she's such a contrast. Exactly. And I love her character stuff because she's really, she's really gained a lot of charisma this year. But man, I I I have to think that she's best off in either Sendai Girls where she was or or Stardom. Well, she's not going to Stardom. It's too late for that. But oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, actually, you could still she could still do Stardom. I don't know. Once you work one place, it's real hard to switch. Well, apparently not, because oh, she's really? <laughs> Tokyo Joshi Pro. Yeah, I, I really don't understand that. And if she's working in EVE, a bunch of stardom people are going to be working with EVE. I need you to go up to her merch table after the show and ask how the fuck, she, how, what's going on? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd message her, but honestly, I don't need to be caught messaging a teenager on the internet. <laughs> I did love the fact that people were saying, oh, they can't possibly bring across the, uh, like, Azumi and all those people. I've just pointed out, well, Millie McKenzie had to get parental permission to perform for Eve. Yeah, yeah, which is great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think she would have a really good match with the better wrestlers they have, so... Obviously. It's a question of where they see see her at. Yeah, I mean, which is... The ones I'm thinking of are at the very top of the card, so it would be hard. But her versus Yuka Sakazaki or Miyu, Miyu would be great. So we'll see. We'll see. Tokyo Joshi also doesn't throw a lot of gaijin into their title scenes. So Well, they don't have a lot of gaijin options on the regular. So Yeah, well, they got uh, – what do they got? They got Veda Scott. She goes over there a lot. and uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh... like, I like Veda Scott, but she's not main event. So, right, and I don't know if Sue Young is ever gonna. Yeah, it's been a while for her, but. So their current their current options are Vader Scott and Sue Young, and and they've got Millie McKenzie, <laughs> the the eighteen year old like girl school answer to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with the gum shield and the suplexes and the crazy eyes. <laughs> Could be good. Could be good. I'd like to. Yeah. I mean, let let uh let me go kill a gaijin. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. I I will definitely have to seek out uh, matches when she gets there. So. Yeah, just to see what's going on. Uh, okay, so next was a really cool angle. Um, Oedo Tai invaded Stardom. Or, they... I, I suppose so. <laughs> that's not they, a big story. That's not a big story. But the, uh, they invaded Sendai and set up a match, and we ended up uh, getting that match on the 16th of November. Yeah, there were just these Ascendai shows where at the end, or you know, after big matches, you just had Kagetsu walking out of the crowd, like like she's Scott Hall in a <laughs> shopping mall. <laughs> <laughs> and just like saying, oh, this is the place, is it? And it's like, well, you 
you also run shows here. This, yeah. <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just setting up like you always now that's now that now that EO is gone. Yeah, you do need to have other people to do these talent exchanges at the top, so that Stardom still has access to, well, basically Maker Zetamura. Yeah. And so, as a result, we get to see this, which is the first invasion of an actual faction. Because even though EO always went across to Sendai, well, not all the way, uh, semi-regularly, like a few months a year, she would do big shows, you never saw the rest of Queen's Quest invading with her, as far as I know. Well, I think, I mean, I I believe you did, if memory served, but it was just as, like, ring girls kneeling and banging on the canvas. Yeah, that doesn't really count. That's that's just yeah. background support. Yeah. Whereas this this time it's it's a proper tag match. Yeah. Yeah, and it was good. It was good. It was very good. It was uh, Chihiro and Dash as well uh, versus Suzuki and Kagetsu. So for once, it wasn't just Mako. Yes. Defend, defending the honor of Sendai, because Mako certainly doesn't put herself at the top of the card very often. Uh, but she does traditionally tend to have that interaction role with outside talent. Yeah. And so giving Chihiro and Dash that spot was was good. It was it was quite telling. So. Yeah. And I mean, from the post-match, she still could because her and uh, Mako and Mika Iwata definitely had some interaction with Oedo Tai, so... Well, yeah, the basically just try to beat the shit out of them. Right, and you know me, I love me some Mika Iwata, so. <laughs> oh, from from the end of that, I'm absolutely certain there was a match coming off the back of it. Yeah, so, I hope so. I, I mean, heard nothing about it since, but we'll see. If it's not a tag, maybe you can do Kagetsu vs Mako and uh, Miko vs Hazuki. Both of those sound excellent. Yeah, and frankly, it's it's one of the, I've my Sendai subscription has stopped at the moment. Because they, the last I checked, they still only had six shows up. Yes. Again, so sad. Once they get more shows up, I will resubscribe. It's just <laughs> I just can't, I can't justify the cash for nothing. So I mean, we're not. Which I'm sure they understand. It's not, you know. Yeah, I mean, if if there was a, I mean, we are going to do a year-end awards thing uh, to start 2019, but. Um... If there's a most disappointing category, it's got to be that Sendai Global Service. For me. Yeah. I, I was so looking forward to having just this whole extra promotion to explore in tandem with Stardom. There's so much history there. I just It just hasn't happened. Yeah. And I, I hate hunting through all the... I, I Obviously, a lot of people put a lot of really hard work into it, and I applaud their work, and it's a, it's a good community of people. But I hate having to trawl through daily motion uploads and yeah. Google uploads. Because aside from anything else, I'd like to be able to reward the company who's making that stuff. Doubt, yes. And I, I get, I get a chance because those people come across and I'm able, able to buy like Sendai Girls merchandise and see those people and give them cash personally as a reward for entertaining me. Yeah. But so many people who watch those shows don't have that opportunity. Yeah. And that's the that's the name of the game. That's how you support a promotion. It's not just getting interest; it's being able to give something back. Yeah, and uh, I just saw a post. I think it was from Dash last night, showing off a bunch of new merch that I was very sad I can't buy. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. well, if she comes back, I'll buy it for me. Thank you. 
<laughs> Take pictures for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like a new Sendai towel that looks awesome. And uh, I think it was Dash with her own towel that looks awesome. And then uh, I think there was a hoodie and some shirts. And... You know I'm a towel guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll buy all of those. <laughs> Even if I remember seeing that seeing that uh, Sendai Girls towel and thinking the logo looked a bit... Uh, something about it made me think, what's the other SG? Oh, right, Suicide Girls. Right. <laughs> oh, God. I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to make that association. Did you, uh, you have Suicide Girl towel hanging in your room? No. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing against that. I just, I, I had not invested my money in that property. So. Right, right. And then the, the day after that, in Osaka, there was a big Chihiro versus Mako match. And it was pretty good. Um, it wasn't as good as some of their past matches. This one was a lot slower, more deliberate and technical, but it was still very good. Yeah, this becomes a point when you think of Mako as being this really superior, dominant person, and then Chihiro's just squashing her again, and again, yeah. and again. And you admire Chihiro for doing it, but goddamn, um, <laughs> it was what you would call a credible win. M Mako wants Chihiro to be the future of the company, and that's how she's doing it. Yeah, and she's super nice as well. Chihiro. Having met, having met her, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's the shit. I, th I think she liked one of my things on Instagram or something. Yeah, so. yeah, she's she's so fucking good. Yeah. So after that, now we can uh, let's see. We've done TJPW, we've done Sendai Girls. Now we can move on to a little bit of Marvelous. We have the good and the bad with Marvelous. We'll start with the bad just to get it out of the way. Uh, Mio Momono, who is another wrestler that could be called a gateway drug, just because she's ridiculously charismatic and entertaining uh she went down with a knee injury so that was very very sad um i believe she tore some ligaments and she's a japanese wrestler so she's putting off surgery until january so that at the end of this month december she can uh drop the tag titles on the 1229 wave show yeah this sucks yeah. particularly because she's so quick yeah. Just the mobility issues. I mean, obviously, knee injuries have absolutely sucked the, the sucked opportunities away from some of my favorite people this year. Yeah. yeah. And Mio's no exception. She's She's been probably my favorite fresh discovery in Sendai Girls. And, well, marvelous, yeah. I, I, well, guess, I guess she's... You would have seen she her. Does, I've seen her mostly in Sendai Girls. So, it's just... It's it's upsetting that she's another one of these people who's just had to sit out for another what nine months or something. Yeah, and she's so she's like young Rey Mysterio, where it's just like constant sprinting. <laughs> she's so fast. But unlike whereas Rey is obviously doing that very lucha style, Mio does the like I figured it out. It's 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 that nineteen eighties Joshi style where everything is just like in just an immediate reaction. Yes. Yeah. A lot of it, honestly, reminds me of your people, uh, the old British wrestling, where there's just a million really creative counters. Yeah, that well, it's just her, her sheer. It she the way she moves, she treats it like a contest. Yeah, which 
is is why she appears to have an edge over everyone. Yes, yeah. But uh, it just it just sucks. Yeah, and there was a press conference with Chagusa that was sad, and then yesterday there was a video of her watching Takumi from you know outside the ring, and she looked so sad that she couldn't be working. It's just sad. Yeah, a lot of people don't even want to be around the business. But I think for some of them, it's just it's good to it's good to stick around for a bit just to just to so you don't lose familiarity. It's like like when Mayu was injured and she was still hosting all the shows. Yes, yeah. Like it obviously killed her that she couldn't actually get in there and wrestle, but she still clearly had tremendous fun being there. Yep. I, I think that it, it, if she, I, I can't figure out which way is which way is more depressing being stuck away or being too close yeah it's very much down to the individual hopefully she does treat it like mayu though because mayu as a ring girl was really entertaining it's harder to be a ring girl with no knee though yeah well that's true too <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, you're, if, you're put, if you're put if you're pulling all the streamers out of the ring but you have to roll in and get up get up on your crutches yeah and then sort of like drag them across the ring it's like your opening fight a fight invitations is going to take about twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, knee injuries take a while to come back to, so it might not be till after the summer that she comes back. Yeah, uh, that's enough of that. But you know, of course, best wishes to uh, Mio Momono. She's fantastic. Uh, so after that, though, Chigusa Nagayo made news. I think was that on like the front page of the BBC website. Was it? I think your uh, your friend there, Chris, had said that, but I could be wrong. I think that might have been about a different story. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I know it made international news. Um, Chigusa Nagayo saves a woman from an assault in a car park. Uh, so I guess her and Takumi Aroha... And why didn't Takumi do more? She's the young one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but her and Takumi... Aroha were walking home and heard screams from a woman and because they're more man than I will ever be they run to the source of trouble <laughs> uh, so it's like 3am and they run there and they see uh, just this man pinning a woman on the ground and just you know doing whatever that is and so Nagayo called the police, of course, and told him to get off her. And so he does it, and then he grabs Chikusa and tries to push her to the ground. I, I mean, I guess maybe he did push her to the ground. And uh, the great thing here is Chikusa's like, I'm a wrestler. If I fought back, I would hurt this guy. So I didn't hurt him. But she did get him off of her. And broke her finger in the process. Um, but apparently she put him in this wrestling hold and he couldn't get out. Uh, and she kept him there until the police arrived and broke her finger doing so. Uh, it ended up being some dude, some restaurant manager just beating his wife. But Chigusa Nagayo is still the shit. That's awesome. <laughs> She's so awesome. It's awesome when these... It is fantastic when these people who you idolize as being heroes just do something which reminds you, oh shit, they actually are heroes. Yes! Yeah. She's a hero in and out of the ring. So, yeah, here's the quote from her, translated. 
we're professionals, so it would have been very wrong of us to lay a hand on the man involved. <laughs> Just letting you know, I could have fucked this dude up. So, yeah. I mean, she- personally, if I saw Shigusa Nagayo coming towards me, she's an intimidating presence. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just so great. I- I'm not going to mess with her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I love Chigusa. Everyone's got to love Chigusa. Uh, so, okay. That's that's great. She's great. <laughs> and now we can move on to a little stardom, but first we'll cover the news. Uh, just quickly... They had a new trainee that was spotted on the uh, Stardom World service, I think, or maybe just in photos so far. But she previously had just been working the merch table, so getting to be uh, ringside lets you know she was coming soon. And right after that, it came out that she passed her protest. So her name is Saya Ida, and there's no date on her debut yet, but... I assume it's somewhat soon. Uh, she's incredibly short. She's four foot nine, or for you people in the entire rest of the world that is in America, uh, 145 centimeters. Good God. <laughs> she's incredibly short. She's smaller than Hina and Rena. Uh, she's smaller than Chris Wolf, Starlight, Hiromi, all these people. She's just tiny. Um, but God, this is my favorite part. Mention who her favorite wrestler is. The wrestlers, there's two of them that she wants to be. And I I don't know if, like, if I was a four foot nine girl, this would be me. <laughs> because these are my two favorite wrestlers uh, in New Japan. She wants to be Ishii and Shibata. Oh. <laughs> Just the idea of a four foot nine female Ishii. That's, that's <laughs> awesome to me. I love that. There's going to be people getting PK'd pretty soon. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be great. I, yeah. That, if that's that's her inspiration, I'm all behind this. I really look forward to her debut. I mean, ser- a lot of these wrestlers, like, they have some favorite wrestlers that inspired them that you just don't expect, or you're like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> like, who was it that was inspired by Kelly Kelly? Was that Dash Chisako? It was someone like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Dash inspired was... Inspired to do what? Dash was a Jeff Hardy person. Who was... Oh. I was going to say, Dash is older than Kelly Kelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think she was into Jeff Hardy. It was somebody, though. Oh, you know yeah. who it was? Oh, my God. You know, I just remembered. Do you know who it was? Who? Fucking Hazuki. Hazuki. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And if I'm wrong... Hey, look, look, if, if... There's a people out there who are inspired by Hulk Hogan, so... Yeah, so if I'm wrong, and I'm sure all the listeners will immediately know if I am, but I I, I think I'm right, I believe it's Hazuki. Um, if not, let's just pretend it was. Let's just pretend it was Hazuki that was her favorite wrestler as a kid, it was <laughs> Kelly Kelly. <laughs> um... But yeah, if your if your inspirations are Shibata and Ishii, I'm already on board. Yeah, they they need to open up that never title to into gender matches or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I just googled it real quick because I didn't want to be wrong. Uh, yeah, Kelly Kelly was Suzuki's favorite wrestler. Oh my god, that's amazing. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> god. Um, but hey, like, she she must have been like eight at the time. Yeah, she must have been. Yeah, 
because she's super young. So, yeah, this and is also born like in 19- forty times so. the wrestler Kelly Kelly is. Yeah, she was born in nineteen ninety seven. So that makes sense. She would have been what, like ten, twelve? Yeah, ECW version two, so two thousand and eight ish, two thousand nine. Oh, so yeah, well, yeah, about about twelve. So twelve or thirteen, yeah. That is so funny. That is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, and then next, it hasn't even been announced yet, but I found it on the internet. Uh, a guy from Stardom said. And it's the guy from Stardom that posts on Reddit, so we know it's the real guy. It's not just some bullshit. Uh, as far as the Stardom World website, they are going to make an I can't say that word, can I? An announcement in the next week or so, which would be the week before Christmas. Uh, and then they, then he says maybe around Christmas that the web page will be quote unquote dramatically updated. And there will be a new improved video player and that in March, uh, they'll be able to pay with PayPal, which a lot of people want because it can be a pain in the ass to do the Japanese credit card thing. Um, well, not not the full Japanese, but to use your credit card with a Japanese site can be a real pain in the ass. Uh, so that's that's awesome. Um, Stardom World is good. But it logs you out like every two hours, and <laughs> <laughs> it can be annoying that you have to watch match by match. So maybe they'll add full show uploads. Uh, I don't know, but I'm excited. That's that's going to be great. I can't wait to see what they do with it. Yeah, it's it's what it is at the moment is a nicely functional website. Yeah, and it's it's basic, but it's reliable. It doesn't really seem to have the errors that a lot of other sites have. Like for instance. Um, the last Eve show I went to last weekend works perfectly uh, perfectly fine unless you want to Chromecast it. Oh. So we haven't watched it because obviously you want to watch it on the big screen so we can see the maximum amount of me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just... Every website has these little technical errors, but the Eve... Because the send... Uh, sorry. Because the Stardom one isn't aiming for like something super complicated what they want to do is deliver their content and deliver it well which they do uh, but if they've got something which they feel can add to it i'm i'm perfectly fine with that yeah no oh. i believe we were saying the other day like for 650 or whatever a month god that's just such a good service it's still the best deal i think that i see going right at the moment Amongst the indie shows, at least. So unless you're crazy into DDT, so yeah, I guess WXW do a lot of shows. See, I have no idea. I always read and see things from them, but I don't know anything about their streaming service. Uh, me either, actually. So I'm not going to speak out the side of my mouth about it. Um, oh, there we go. <laughs> but uh, amongst the services I have tried, Stardom is still my yeah. favorite. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the WWE one offers a certain amount of volume with its content yeah there's volume but, uh, at the moment in our household we do not have a wwe account nor do i on account of the fact that they made certain dubious moral choices i am less picky about their moral choices i just think they suck shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> that too 
Yeah, yeah, it's just a terrible fucking product. Um, in fact, I was uh, I got an ad served to me this morning on a website I was reading that there's a pay-per-view tonight. I had no idea. I can't even remember it? which one it is. Yeah. Oh, TLC. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, well, uh, I guess I would be interested to see Becky Charlotte Asuka. Um, I'm gonna wait for a deal to be offered to me on the on my uh to, through my email for the you know the Royal Rumble plus Mania for like three dollars. Yeah, that's what I did last time. I canceled and then they got me back with like three months for ten dollars or something. And then I accidentally they they tricked me. They did their intention. I forgot to cancel, so I got that fourth month that I had to pay for. But then I remembered that. I have WWE and need to cancel it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think all I have right now is stardom because uh, I had DDT, but I've just been so busy. I haven't been able to keep up with Tokyo Joshi at all. So for that same reason, I did not add Marvelous or Wave back because I really only have time for stardom right now outside of like matches that you're told are amazing. Um, yeah. So, but when I go back, you know what I would like? You know what I would like? I would like Ice Ribbon to have a streaming service. That would be awesome. They have got a lot of buzz right now off the back of the of the uh, awards, the Tokyo yeah. of Wrestling Awards. And very little opportunity for me to actually investigate the product. Properly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could go to Puro, Puro Wrestling Dream, I guess. Um... But yeah, uh, they have the current, the Tokyo Sports Awards came out. I guess we could talk about that real quick. And the person that finally won it now that Eos left is uh, Sukasa Fujimoto. And she's great. I've always loved her. Um, I did not see her winning this, uh, but I don't watch every single Ice Ribbon show, so I don't know. I thought it'd be Mako just because she's doing so much and she's Mako, but... Yeah, I'm happy for Sukasa, and I wish I could watch her promotion more. And uh, also, it's worth noting that uh, Otami Hayashishita got Rookie of the Year. Yeah, yep, she did. That's the only award that is uh, for both genders. Generally, Tokyo sports, I don't, I don't know if they're all for both genders, and they're just a bit sexist or what, but <laughs> no woman had won anything but the female award until 2014 when Saki Akai got the rookie of the year. And since then, I mean, it was 2014. She got it. 2016 Chihiro Hashimoto got it. And then 2018 now Utami got it. So every two years they give it to a woman, but it just seems if, if it is eligible for both sexes, then I have just a lot of, Difficulty believing that no woman would ever win anything in the 80s or 90s Japan <laughs> makes it's... no sense to me. Well, they definitely had a different level of coverage and a different regard for different products back then. Yeah. yeah. Whereas nowadays it's more a case of any wrestling, any wrestling at all. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. And, and from certainly from a kayfabe perspective, it's hard to deny that Utami Hayashishita would be Rookie of the Year. Yeah, because she just comes in and basically dominates everything except the top few people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we are going into the full-on stardom coverage. We're just going to 
quickly note that the five-star GP has ended since last we spoke. Uh, quickly, uh, my favorite matches would be, oh my goodness, um, it's so long ago. Everything Jungle Kiona, I'll just say that. Uh, I think the best match was probably Jungle versus Utami 2 from day six. That was excellent. I agree. Yep, that was so fucking good. In fact, I had that, that had I, I was looking through my notes desperately to try and think about what was my favorite match from that, and I was literally five seconds before you said that. I was just thinking, yeah, it was definitely that. Oh damn it, he's stolen it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the runner-up was also Utami, so she's not just getting a push; she's earning it. Uh, Utami versus Mayu from the finals was incredible. Uh, what else? Kagetsu in Jungle was very good. Um, Tom Nakano and Natsuko Tora had that brawl where they both, they had that hockey fight, really, where they both fell out of the ring. That was great. Um, yeah, so Jungle Utami, Mayu Utami, Jungle Kagetsu, uh, Tom and Natsuko. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. There's no way Momo's not on there. She, probably the match versus Hazuki or something was really... Oh, she had the match where she beat the goddamn shit out of Saki Kashima, Kashima, where she fucked her up so bad she missed the next show. You remember that? Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. That was a... And there's also there's also a good, a good undercurrent of shows like uh, the... They, uh, Utsumi versus Toru Natsuko was really fun as well. Yeah. Uh, and obviously... There was a couple of Jamie Hayter matches where she's not quite at her potential, but she's definitely she's getting there. And I think when she comes back in this hell, it, she'll automatically come in at, at a higher level yeah. than she was booked this time. So, and uh, I mean, historically with Stardom, the first tour is never that great anyway because they're just getting used to it. It's usually the second and the third tours where they start getting really good. So, we'll see that uh, tournament MVP. Um, match-wise, it's got to be Jungle, just because she's she just has good matches with everyone. Good to great matches. It doesn't matter if you've never had a match in your life. She's going to have a good match with you. But as for entertainment, my God, it's really hard not to say Natsu Sumire. She was so good at this. Um, who would you pick? Um, my two suggestions would probably be either Mayu, because obviously... She just, she gets sort of not noticed as much because she's so obviously great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and and uh, Utami genuinely impressed me in matches where I wasn't expecting much. Yeah, because that was back when she was still really new, and then she has those matches with Jungle and Mayu that are just amazing. Yeah, this is like a couple of months into her thing, and she is pulling out matches that are, I think, partially because they are so structured. Yeah, yeah. Rather than freeform, she is. I know she just don't. She hits stuff you don't expect, but she hits. She's got a lot of things established. I mean, how many finishers does this girl have now? <laughs> she's got the torture rack, the torture rack bomb that goes forward, the, the torture the rack. The angle slam variation. The torture rack that goes back. She got the thing where she'll just choke you unconscious. She, she's got a lot. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's they're giving her everything, but she's she's worthy of it. Yeah, she's great. She's great. She's I mean, I love her. I think I in all of Joshi, I think she's only second to Momo for me at this point. So, and she's definitely added a lot to to Queen's Quest as well. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did join Queen's Quest since... Uh... With the permission of Azumi. Yeah, Azumi had to let her in, but she did. <laughs> uh, Utami's so great. So, yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, the, the best show, if you're just going to watch a couple, is Day 6. Uh, that had the... Nakano Natsuko hockey fight. It had Momo versus Hazuki and it had Jungle versus Utami. It was just a really excellent show. And day five was really good too. If you want to see Momo beat the goddamn dog shit out of Saki or if you want to see Kagetsu versus Jungle. And then obviously the finals were great. I know a lot of people on Joshi Twitter give that Mayu versus Utami finals. That's their match of the year for a lot of them. So five, six, and nine would be the best days to watch. But somehow it seems to have got buried in the wake of the Tag League as well. What do you mean buried? Well, it, it, it's I, I was very excited for the Five Star at the time, but by the time it was done, I was kind of... In combination with the G1, I was kind oh, yeah. of exhausted. And then there's the Tag League straight after. Yeah, it, it, well, it buried the Tag League. Yeah, I see, yeah. Yeah, because I took no, I took October off too. I was just tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I've probably seen about half the tag league, to be honest. Yeah, that's probably about what I saw. In I, a I, in a in a non note taking kind. Yeah, of Yeah, I watched the matchups that interest me the most. I, my favorite team starting off was definitely Natsu and Session. Mod, yeah, because those two just have tremendous. Natsu transforming it into session monster, yeah. basically, it was just they they are so fun, and Natsu is always full of great ideas. Yep. But as the tournament wore on a bit, I just I was edging towards needing teams with a little bit more tag interplay, and that's where you know the Queen's Quest teams especially really started. They to did. I would say my favorite team out of that thing. I was like you. I started with Natsu and Session Moth, but then I went to the other 08 Otai team, uh, Kagetsu and Hazuki. They're really fun together. Their tag work right now is yeah, awesome. Kagetsu is like, so the, good the, in the, tags. The the setups they do for each other, like the leg trips into you know into everything. Yeah. It's just it's. They they've clearly they use the tag league to really nail down their to nail down their yeah dynamics. and then they go to Sendai together and that was excellent. Uh... Well, it's almost like those two are the tag team and Natsu is the single star. Yeah, it really is like that. It really is because uh, now she's just managing. She doesn't do anything. And uh... Uh, who's their who's their Gaijin? Uh Oh, it's Session Moth. But don't they have another? Oh, Brandy, right? So. But Brandy doesn't count. Brandy's probably not coming back, to be honest. Bless yeah. her. Yeah, but uh, oh, actually, on, I mean, on a positive who, note from that story, though, didn't you find her finally talking about what happened? Yeah, she sort of, she in a probably right episode four. Or so we, I had a long protracted mini rant about Brandy by omission, kind of blaming stardom, yeah. but later on. She has done interviews where she took a lot. Of, she took the blame on herself, and it does feel like her early co earlier comments was they may have been slightly misinterpreted by me. Or she could have been, you know, closer to the actual or, or clearer. Yeah, I, and I, I think I'm definitely going to give her the benefit of the doubt. As I, I, I always thought she was a nice person. I was just ir irked by. I didn't think the way she dealt with that was the best thing for yes. her. 
yeah. as well. Yeah, and that's I mean that's how I feel too. I I don't like when people are unprofessional and to a degree, and I definitely didn't expect it from Brandy, who seems like one of the sweetest people in the business. So I'm glad that it's I'm glad she's had some time to calm down and. The fact that she's back already is obviously a big help as well for her. I mean, she was doing matches in the UK. She, She's going all over the place. Yeah. So she's getting opportunities. She's doing her thing. I don't know when she'll go back to Japan. Clearly, Cody might not be going back to Japan that often soon either. Yeah. So we shall see. Yeah, we shall. There's she a might... lot up in the air, but I don't think anyone really wants to commit to bringing brandy across on a regular basis especially not stardom where they've they've got a lot of options now yeah i mean i'm sure it was just a lot of it had to do with cody and also the roh connection and things like that but i she'll be working for the owner of uh the jacksonville jaguars and uh what's the soccer team he owns like norwich or something oh it's fulham fulham yeah yeah Formerly yeah. owned by Mohamed Al Fayed, who owns Harrods. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. So, but that's not really a discussion <laughs> for this show, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's all I know about Fulham. So, <laughs> this, the owner, the the former owner, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Whose son was in the car with Diana when she died? Oh, oh yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. You said that in a much too upbeat manner. <laughs> well, no, I just, I totally didn't. I thought it was just her and the limo driver or whatever it was. No, no, she was in a relationship with Dodie Alfired. Oh, see, I didn't know any of this. See, this is the kind of thing that should be reserved for my 1997 retrospective podcast. <laughs> yes, let's let's talk about Princess Diana. <laughs> if you want extensive coverage of the death of Diana, please tune in to the Cure for the Common podcast. Yeah, because I'm, I, I'm sure... I'm sure one of those goddamn promotions at the time must have done something tasteless. Probably involve, involving Elizabeth or someone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, whether it's, you know, Sandman saying something terrible in an interview or <laughs> who knows. <laughs> but we're only covering Raw and Shotgun, so unless Terry Funk shows up again. So it wasn't Sandman on Raw in those days? I They had a couple of brief invasions. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. But anyway, anyway. The only show from October we're covering uh, is Korokin, Korokuin, from 1023, um, which had a lot of matches that hmm, didn't really live up to the hype, I guess. So there was Hazuki versus Mary, and that was good. That was real good, actually. And I, I love all the shit Hazuki talks to her about being the low-speed champion. Um which is coming back around again, because Hazuki's obviously yeah. building towards that challenge now. Yeah, I hope she gets the belt. She's definitely doing a good program for it. Um, that was a good match, but it was obviously a setup to something else. They didn't go all out. Um, what else was on? Hana vs. Kagetsu. Oh, my God. Uh, it was an okay match. That hanging spot was just... It took them forever to set it up, and then when they finally did it, it only lasted for about three seconds, and I think Hana's toe was touching the ground the whole time anyway. Like, it just, that spot did not work. Um, and I, 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 it was uncomfortable how they set it up. It wasn't a, it was a lynching. Yeah. The way they set it up. It wasn't just a, 
it wasn't just a I am hanging you from a balcony via this thing. It was a literal, hey, let's throw this noose over this thing and and try and lift you up by your neck. Yeah, it was very strange. Um, yeah, so that match was okay, I guess. Some of the, the early stuff in the crowd was fine. The finish, though, was maybe a bit overdramatic. Because uh, it was like the first match. There was no program. It was just one match done. Like, why did she leave Oledo tie for this? But uh, what was the finish? It was, didn't she pass out in pain from a, uh, what's that? MMA hold on that uh Kimura I believe so yeah yeah which is ironic given her last name uh. <laughs> well uh, well uh, Kageti's been really working that hold for a while now yeah and, and the fact and quite frankly uh Hannah was just locking in submissions of her own yeah with just horrendous you know that full on twist she does well that fucking octopus hold of hers is amazing and then I guess the uh, the other match on there was Momo versus Mayu, which was, it was good. It was very good. Um, could have been better, but it was an excellent match. Yeah, I, I think we've been talking about this for a while, but the Momo versus Mayu feud or series of contests was where we always thought next year was going to be based. Yeah. So it's nice to see them at least get a couple of them in now. It wasn't... As good as it as good as it possibly could have been in our wildest dreams. Like we're not talking about like the Mayu versus Kagetsu oh, post yeah. G one insanity or anything. Yeah, but it's still. I mean, my Mayu can take a beating, and Momo can <laughs> yeah. deliver a beating, and and Mayu can respond to that by giving back a beating. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, these people, these girls are going to be as bruised as hell coming off these matches. Uh huh. They're pretty satisfying. Yeah, they're very good. Um, and then a week later, it was the end of the tag uh, league, which was Utami and Momo versus... Who was that? Was it versus B and Chardonnay? I'm just looking. <laughs> Tells you how great the match was. Let's see. Yeah, it was B and Chardonnay. Nah, I've, got, I've got it here somewhere. Yeah, so on 11-4, we get... Uh, firstly, I loved seeing Konami sneak a quick win over Oedo Tai earlier in the card. And then we have the final, where B is doing her usual thing where my involvement in her matches largely depends on her opponent. Yeah. I mean, she... Uh, my friend Ian Wilson went to go see B Priestley versus Brandy Rhodes, and I'm certain that match was a complete disaster. <laughs> yeah, I'm... but. <laughs> but for for this, I, I it was it was good fun. And yeah. She's she's bees just a little bit sort of more unpredictable. Yeah, she's a little wild. Yeah, and she, to be honest, Chardonnay towards the end of this tour actually became a little bit more unreliable as well. I was surprised. Yeah. I was just thinking, okay, this is a good way for Momo to start working with more Gaijins, uh, or uh, sorry, uh, for Utami to start working with more Gaijins, but. Something about... I thought Chardonnay would be solid as a rock going out of this, but she wasn't working... I, I don't know, she just maybe she had a couple of off days towards the end of the tour. Yeah. But I still think the final was what I expected from those people. It was a, it was a pretty short match, too. It didn't take too long. No, no. 
Queen's Quest versus Queen's Quest. I mean, I know that B and Chardonnay are Gaijins and they're leaving yeah. again, but yeah, there, there was only one way that match was going to go. Yes, there was definitely only one way. I believe that's the second time B Priestley's made the finals in the Tag League. And she also made the end of the Cinderella as well. Yes, she did. Yeah, she's she's so, good in these tournaments. <laughs> yeah, she gets a, oh. she gets a lot of credit. Yeah. Uh, so next after that, I, 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 I sorry, I was going to say I would say that B there's an assisted mushroom stump move that B does that the way it's done just seems to shorten the vertebrae of her own partner. <laughs> and uh, oh god, there was. Um, there were these assisted reverse drop kicks that Momo was doing that just made it look like Utami was doing a Mongolian chop on her own partner. I don't remember that. There was just they, 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 this. This match was filled with double teams that were just sort of slightly off. You know, like oh, this is a good idea without actually trying it, and then trying <laughs> it and realize oh, it actually just kind of looks a bit dumb. Yeah. The opposite. The opposite of what. Uh, the Oeda Tai team have been managing. Yes, yes. And that's not to say Momo and Utami are a bad team. They're a good team. It was more down to the Gaijin. Mm. And that's not just, you know, saying it because they're Japanese. They really aren't. I mean, they've, they've had some good matches, so. No, they've been a, they've been a excellent, excellent tag team. And, and coming yeah. off the back of this, obviously, they were challenging uh, Team Jungle for the belts. Yeah. Uh, we will get to that first. Uh, Eleven ten and Shinkiba was kind of a throwaway card, but it had a really good angle. Yeah, I, my, I think my favorite part early on the show was uh, the interview with Natsu and Moth, where they're just bawling about the fact that Moth is leaving. Oh yes, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like Moth's just I don't I I never understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> they they feel exactly the same about how confused and lonely they will be without each other. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're and that it's just so great because when they came or when Moth first arrived, Natsu was the one most against her, and now they're just you know best friends. It's it's really great. Yeah, they had a match with Azumi and Konami, which was doing a lot to establish how this theft angle that Natsu is doing. Yeah is moving forward and uh, and moving Azumi into the center of that angle. Yes. <laughs> I, I really love Azumi and Konami as a team as well. They're a really fun team, yeah. But I'm a ridiculous mark for Azumi doing anything, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was great because this is the one that's set up, right, where the they made a bet to add to Natsu challenging for Momo's white belt that Azumi was also on the line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wrestling. When people are on the line. <laughs> yeah, so if Natsu won, she won the white belt, and Azumi had to be in Oedo tie, so... That's, <laughs> That's gonna happen. You know it's gonna happen. I, I'm so excited. Me too. Uh, ob obviously, currently, that the, the genuine match for that on the line is set for the... 24th I think or is it the 29th I can't remember I can't remember and end of the year there's a there's a Corican Hall and that is going to be the stakes once again yeah 
I, I can't wait for it to actually happen. Me either. It's good. Just, just, to, just to once again strip out uh, Queen's Quest in favor of Way to Die. Yeah, yeah. But Queen's Quest always recovers really well. So. Yeah, but they, they draw talent from stars. So. Yes. <laughs> so who from stars is technically good? Arisa Hoshiki is go- definitely going across to uh, to Queen's Quest after this, then. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll be Tam, just because she hates Arisa. <laughs> Tam's got too much personality for Queen's Quest. Yeah, that's true, too. She's too independent to think her. Yeah, that's, yeah. She'll have them out there doing That's dance certainly dance. evident with the Stardom Idols show we'll talk about later. Yes, well, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, okay, so after that was 1123 Korakuen, which was a good show and... Uh, was better than the last the Karakuen from November. Um, so this one had a uh, future title, future of Stardom title match for Natsumi and Starlight Kid. Natsumi's still getting better. She's still a little awkward, uh, but she's getting better. Um, Her movement is much better. Like she has the same level of technical expertise, which yeah. is always good. So she busts out those nice that that awesome submission where it's like both arms behind and then the leg over the head. Then it's tied in that's, the other leg and yeah yeah that that's she she's always been able to do stuff like that but it's the movement in between those moves that was lacking before but clearly her time away with her mother in mexico has really added a level of natural feeling to that yeah she's getting she's making good progress i mean she's really she's what 16 or something yeah. so she's making I, I, i'm still a little bit scared when like when she went for like the alabama slam oh, like, yeah spine buster yeah or when she starts threatening a, mu- a muscle buster and i'm just thinking oh, let's 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 leave that for the moment let's, let's, <laughs> let's just try to let's, let's just do a suplex please. yeah you can do that some other time in 2021 uh, also her kickouts are the slowest kickouts i've ever seen in a wrestling ring yeah they are they are funny i don't know if that's a lucha thing it but... could be she does do a lot of lucha stuff which makes her stand out yeah yeah so and I, I do want to say her 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 gear coming to the ring with a silver mask and silver boots and the silver three quarter length robe it just looks cool yeah yeah I I always dig comfy looking robes yeah and Stardom has a lot of robes so yeah that, that, <laughs> hers is amongst the comfiest looking to wear That's <laughs> nice nice robe after the bath for the when you're enjoying your evening paper and your pipe. Yeah, I wish casual robes were a thing over here. That's right. I just want a three-quarter length casual robe. Just to wear it out in the summer. Yeah, yeah, with with sparkly like hers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what else do we got here? We got... Uh, uh, B and Chardonnay versus Saki and Tam. Yeah. Establishing the tag team of Saki and Tam, Mayu's be- ex-best friends. Yeah, God, she goes through them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder Tam's pissed. She can see it all happening over yes, and over like, again. I, I know how this goes. Yeah. Like Arissa needs to watch over her shoulder for Mayu's best friend from the school. Yeah. Like <laughs> debuting, and then and that person needs to look over her shoulder for Mayu's best friend from kindergarten. Well, my thought is, uh, this is all going to come full circle when Eo comes back. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome! Thunder Rock to Thunder Rock, one circle. <laughs> uh yeah so my needs to pick a partner and stick with them for a year for god's sake if you notice so they're sort of playing into it with tom now is people all want to be her friends so she's just like 
clueless and along along for the ride while everybody just said, I want to tag with Mayu. Uh, <laughs> Mayu is the popular girl. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone wants to be her best friend. She has no idea. <laughs> so. She doesn't mean anything bad by it. It's yeah. just... Uh, I love Mayu. <laughs> Alright, so the next match was pretty, pretty good. It was uh, Kagetsu and Hazuki again versus Mary and Hana. I liked this match. Uh, Hana got rid of the braids finally, and she is starting to settle in ring work-wise with this new character a bit more. That deadlift suplex yeah. she pulled out. Oh my god. I, I, Hannah's always been strong, but good god, that was incredible the way she busted that out. That was pack levels of strength. I just like how... So much of her cool offense is a variation of a vertical suplex. Like, <laughs> she, she's just great. There was also the, uh, the the Irish whip spots by Hannah. Oh my god, those were incredible. Yeah, the, that one yeah. where uh, Hazuki, she tries to whip Hazuki, and Hazuki just bounds up the turnbuckles and dives outside gets, and gets like 20 feet in the air. That was so good. It's like Hannah, all she's doing is inadvertently adding momentum to the dives onto her own partner. Yeah, yeah, because next she goes for Kagetsu, who goes into a tope, so... It's a real shame that the Hannah-Kagetsu thing kind of turned into a damp squib. It, there's no there's no real heat behind it, I don't feel. Yeah, there's there's not. So everything was just too rushed. Yeah, they, they just killed Hannah. That's yeah. all that happened. Yeah, good job, you ruined... I don't know. Not exactly completely ruined, but just... <sighs> she's not doing anything now, really. She's better when she has people to play off. And I like yeah. Mari, but Mari's not the person she needs to be playing off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mean ruined as in for good, but just yeah. for now, she's just an afterthought, really. And her music is like a ROH 2004 theme. Yeah, yeah. Although just, the I preamble do... takes, like a minute by itself exactly i was gonna say i do like it once it kicks in but takes fucking minute and a half to do so uh moving on though we have the debut of arisa hoshiki and quite frankly one of my new favorite people <laughs> yeah and she she's she eats a lot of sugar this girl has so much fucking energy it's incredible yeah I, I would describe her style as in her, especially in her first match, as slightly contemptuous. Yeah, I, she definitely wanted to shine on her first match in her return, and as a result, she is working stiff. Yep, those kicks are awesome. They really are, especially the Brazilian kick. Um, she also, though, I noticed. Uh, in this match, they were Azumi, the 16-year-old, and Kanabi were really welcoming her back with some stiff offense. Oh, yes. Well, those are the two people who would do that, and yeah. they could give as good as they take. Yeah, uh, Arisa got the shit beat out of her. It was good. Yeah. What, I mean, once Mayu ditches her, I'm sure she'll move to Queen's Quest and be a welcome addition. That's right. <laughs> Just gotta put a little leopard print on that mask. I will say, <laughs> I did want to say that... Um, I am so glad about her mask because as much as I love the masks in Stardom, always being the same fucking thing with color variations gets old. Like you have the fur down the side and they're going to change the color and you're going to have cat ears or dog ears or all the masks are just so similar. So her doing 
whatever the fuck that is that she has. Some kind of a bird mask? <laughs> or a burlesque bird? I don't know what it is. But I, I love that her mask is unique. Yeah, and she is really over as well. The amount of streamers that she's been getting consistently at shows since her debut, it's been really high. Yeah, and I, I, I read a thing about that um, that was very positive. So from this show, this was the highest attendance in for, for stardom since EO left. And uh, they got 960 people for this show for her coming back, which is very high. Um, and I also read... I don't know, it was Twitter or something, but even if it was 2016, 2017, it still would have been one of their top five Koyaku in attendances. So apparently people, the fans like uh, Arissa. I can't blame them. She is, she's basically human sunshine. <laughs> yeah, she really is. Yeah. With the white and the yellow uh, gear, and she clearly tans very well. Yeah. She just looks like more of a star than a lot of the people even on this roster. Yeah, she does. Yeah. And she wrestles the part as well, which, yeah. is, which is crucial. Yeah. And she had, a, she had cool gear. It's not the color. She wears new colors now. So she's wearing orange, yellow, and white instead of, I think she was black and pink, which I guess, I guess, uh, makes a contrast with Mayu, uh, cause Mayu's wearing the white and two kinds of blue. Maybe she told Hazuki she was going to wear black and pink and Hazuki said, uh, <laughs> that's not going to work for me, brother. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like you say, it works really well. So, um, Stardom got a lot of new gear. There's obviously Hana, there's Arissa, um, Natsu was dressed up like Session Boss, uh, Hazuki was wearing uh, Kagetsu's gear, Tom got new gear, uh, what's her name, the, uh, the young girl in John, what's her name? Oh my god, how am I blanking? In, in Jan? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Why am I blanking on this? I don't know. Uh, she always used to wrestle against Hanan. Um, Ruaka. She got new gear. Yes. Uh, Hina and Rina got new gear for their debuts. Um, of, of course they did, yeah. Yeah. Um, really, everyone got new gear except for the girl who needs it most, Leo Onozaki. So, flaming trash bag girl. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen her on many recent shows, so I'm just wondering, like, wh where is she? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she did get better. She got better if you consider how bad she was when she started. Outside of that debut match that was like... The debut was great. Like, blow away good. And then she immediately became the very last person on the starting roster after yeah, she's she's lowest rung along with the other rookies, but she's lower than them. I would put her the only person I could see Leo pinning as Hina and Rina. Natsumi, maybe. Maybe Natsumi, yeah. But Ruaka's got ten years, so Ruaka's got ten years. She's not going to beat Hanan. Um, poor Leo. It was going to be a, it was going to be a long road for her because she 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 could only get over it by being great. Yeah. Yeah. So, I hope she sticks around though. She's good. She's good. Yeah. No. She she's been very fun. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. We're rambling a little much, but uh, we got the uh, the tag title match, where the tag league winners Utami and Momo got to take on Jungle and Natsuko. I was really expecting Jungle to have a long reign here. I was expecting her to have a long reign with the trios titles. 
Well, yeah, they 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 made the trio titles this thing and made that built that up to be oh we're the best unit unit. Yeah. And then they traded them off for the tag belts, and I thought okay, they're just they're focusing on these two now, and they're really going to get them over. Yeah. And then they dropped the belts almost so quickly. <laughs> yeah. And I know it's to get over Tommy, and they see more in her as being a face of the promotion going forward, and it completely makes sense, but they keep giving things to Jungle and taking them away. It's really been a low point for Jungle. She got pinned by Tommy. Granted, it was a tag match. She got pinned by Natsuko and the GP. She loses her titles constantly. Uh, she's got to... They got to build her back up. Because, I mean, I know she's over because she's beloved, so she'll always be over to a degree, but you can't just job the shit out of her. Yeah, people kind of want to... Well, I say people. We, I, want to see that success level with her. Yeah. Because she works so damn hard. She's their best... Well, there's an argument for others, but she's consistently their best wrestler. She's always having great matches. I don't know. I've never been a fan of how they treat Jungle Kiona. She jobs at her hometown all the fucking time. Um, mm. But uh, you can't blame them for wanting to put over Queen's Quest here, though, because no. this now puts those tag belts in that top level. And those are their two future aces, so. Yep. Until Azumi takes it from them. <laughs> <laughs> She's just waiting till she graduates high school, and then the promotion's hers. But I do like the fact that I mean, Jungle is still at the core of this thing because oh, yeah. the the Utami rivalry that's going to be going with going with Jungle for years to come. You well, think. unless she just jobs out again a few more times and forget. But it. they're always they're always going to be consistent matches, so yeah. you're going to be able to build up this thing where Jungle has to try and beat her. See, I always. We love our comparisons on Joshi Joshi. I always call Jungle Kiona the Ishii of stardom because she's just fucking amazing and consistent. And I love her <laughs> like I love Ishii. <laughs> like I love Ishii. Um, but at this point, I'm getting scared she's turning into the Goto of stardom. Well, I, I was listening to some people talking about Dynamite Kid the other day and talking about the legendary matches he had with Tiger Mask. Right. And what people don't remember about these matches is that Tiger Mask won them all. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And but he was still coming in as debuting, and so it actually added to the later matches with this underlying storyline of Dynamite trying harder and harder mm -hmm. to beat this rookie, who he couldn't beat. So I think it's actually going to add more to their Jungle and Utami's matches as they go forward, even if Jungle doesn't get the win for a while. Yeah. I hope so. I it's, mean, certainly, it's certainly something that's def inf already influencing Jungle's character and her relationship with uh, Natsuka Tora. That's what I was gonna. I was gonna say we didn't even mention how Natsuka Tora quit Jan over all this. She hasn't exactly quit, but she's gone back to singles. Yeah, yeah. And she, and she is not happy. And she wants a match with Jungle. Yeah, yeah. Well, she uh, she doesn't do the Jungle entrance routine. She barely does the little jungle arm pump in interviews. She is she's unhappy. And so moving on to Nagoya, what was the date of Nagoya? Didn't I just say that Hanan and Ruaka wrestled each other a thousand times when they were younger? That was the opening match here in Nagoya. <laughs> <laughs> so one for old time's sake. It was pretty good. They're always fun together. Uh this was actually the final shows for B and Chardonnay. 
Yeah, yeah, it was as well. Uh, I think uh, Session Moth had already had already left, unfortunately. Yeah, she and and this and this was especially the match where I felt like Chardonnay and Utami having a singles match. They both felt like they were fatigued. Yeah, this was not a great match. And and this is also where Utami added the deadlift German to her list of finishers. Right. <laughs> we're up to six now. I like that though, as a contrast to just about every other wrestling promotion in the world where it's just one finish and because that kills so many false finishes for me it's like oh you didn't win with your signature move because you've won like once with it in 20 years why are you yelling at the referee you never (laughs) you don't win with this (laughs) but with utami she really can win with all those moves which also i mean i'll rant a bit uh is one of the things i love most about uh saki is she wins with flash pins all the fucking time. So if she gets a flash pin, it's not just a quick dramatic two count. I, I mean, it's more of a quick dramatic two count because the match really might end there. Yeah, her flash crucifix might be my favorite finisher in wrestling right now because it's so effective. Yeah, all of her flash pins are like, they they can end the fucking match. It's so great. That's that's kind of why, I mean, we'll get to it later, Her her match with for the high-speed title against Mari worked. Yes, yeah. Because that's one of the things that Mari is possibly susceptible to. Yeah. But uh, moving on to other matches on this show, we've got the Queen's Quest team of B, Azumi, and Konami versus Tam, Starlight Kid, and Mayu. I skipped this match, I'm sorry. Oh my god. This is this is the match where Azumi stamped on P-Chan. Oh my... Okay, so I gotta go back and watch this match. Yeah, and also... <laughs> There was this, ah, oh, this bizarre double super kick snake lock thing that I can't even describe, uh-huh. which was just awesome. Um, From who? Why you being a coward and running away whenever they whenever uh, they, they tried to knock her off the apron? I saw that in gifts. Okay, I gotta go back and watch this. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, oh gosh, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to think of what the finish was. There was a. Oh, yes, yeah, Starlight Kid has this cross-legged Northern Light suplex. Oh, yeah, she does that a lot, yeah. Yeah, which Azumi kicked out of. And then Azumi gets a absolutely sick Fujiwara, like the satellite Fujiwara on her. Yeah, yeah. I saw her... Uh, she won another match with that, I swear, because I swear I just saw her do that. Yeah, it was one of the most recent shows I watched as well. Yeah. She's... She's really leaning into that as an EO tribute. Yeah, which is great. Fine with me. Um, okay, so the next match, we had Oedo Tai versus Hana and Mary again, but this time with John thrown in. Yeah, I skipped this. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It's, it's the, tri- the triple threat matches. These tag triple threats are just there because they haven't figured out how to insert uh, Hana and, Mary. Uh, and Mari into yeah. cards. Yeah. There's not much to them. Yeah, and it was a it was a fine match, but it wasn't you know it wasn't bad. It was fine. I, I was I was much more interested in the Natsu versus Momo match. Yeah, even though I mean there was that shred of hope that Natsu would win. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we got Azumi tied to a chair whilst corpsing. <laughs> it's so good. Oh man! And then slowly like. 
making her way backstage, backstage by pushing the chair around with her feet. Yeah. That yeah. was awesome. Or I liked how they did the, uh, the, the you know, in stardom they do the pose of the two competitors with Rossi before the match and the title belt that's on the line. But in this <laughs> match, Natsu had to hold, like, all the stuff she'd stolen. And then by Bobo, uh, Azumi had to be in the picture because she was on the line too. <laughs> it's just great. Oh, my God. I love Natsu Sumire. And, and this was classic Natsu in terms of it wasn't, like a great bell-to-bell match, but it was so chock-full of ideas. Nat- Natsu suplexing three three roster members at ringside onto Momo. Yeah. <laughs> Natsu's just so fucking great. She really is. Uh, it was also notable to see that Momo is actually busting out the choke like Utami. Yep. Yep. So they're, she's actually starting to mirror her own, you know, tag team partner which yeah. is nice to see nice to see Momo evolve a little bit once again yeah yeah and it always is um and then the match ended one when Natsu gets the whip Queen's Quest run in and Momo gets a pin with that uh the half and half and then the Peach Sunrise yep. suplex very fun match full of ideas and Natsu immediately refuses to honor the stip because of the interference yes fuck that I'm not no I'm keeping all this and so they, the, take them, they take yeah go on no this is the after the match is when they tried to kidnap Azumi yeah they they steal back the mask they steal the flag and then they attempt to steal Azumi <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do with her yeah. they get out of the building and they're just like well I mean <laughs> what I'm out of ideas, you. Just remember, next time we're here, you're with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really That's good. legal. It's binding. They carried her through that doorway. That's right. She's theirs now. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. Uh, and after that, we got Natsukatora making the next, next challenge for the white belt. Yes. Yeah. So this was Defense 7, I believe. I believe. Well, 6 or 7, one of those. It's 7 because Natsukatora is 8. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I said it because I knew the answer. I Yes. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen often with me. <laughs> uh, God bless Natsu. Because, I mean, everyone wondered when Hiromi left who was going to take over the comedy role. And we just got a better, well, an even better comedy wrestler. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I... And Natsu's not the only great comedy wrestler going right now in stardom, but she probably is the best. She's got to be the best. She's just so good. Um, I mean, Tam's pretty great. <laughs> Tam's pretty great, too. Yeah. And we'll get to that on the next show. So, uh, 12-2, we are back in Shinkiba. Uh, match started. More Queen's Quest versus uh, 08 Otai. Uh, this time Kagetsu tried <laughs> an envelope full of money to get Azumi to join. I was, Azumi just threw it away. Yeah, she didn't care. Come on, Azumi, learn something, steal it, <laughs> steal it, keep the money, and then say no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that would be, that would be part of the corruption, I guess. Yeah, Kagetsu will teach her that eventually. I did love before this when Natsu and Kagetsu both want Azumi for Christmas and then suggest cutting her, cutting her in half. Yeah, and that made Hazuki just bust out laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and, and <laughs> with now coming to the ring still is just there's that Choshu esque air to her. To Azumi. Uh, no, to now. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Because she's wearing the now style. 
trunks yeah and no knee pads and has a has the the clothesline as a finisher <laughs> she's just ridiculous with that little dance she does that also made hazuki die laughing oh my she is clearly just I, I love the fact the last couple of shows that she's been on, she's added this whole extra level of personality and yes. made her feel like she should be there. Yeah, she's not just like the shadow that's always there doing nothing. She actually has a personality now. Yeah, and her saying, oh, I'm the, her basically taking the role of, oh, I'm the most popular member of this team, so yeah. I get to close shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also leaping into the ring to smother the ref with the Queen's Quest flag. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I'm glad she's still around, even though she can't really wrestle. Yeah, I don't know why. It was concussions. Is that all she... Is she done wrestling, then? I don't, I don't know. The last we heard was before she even came back as a manager. Yeah. Maybe they'll put her back in. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they're just letting her waste her time and being ultra-safe with the uh, concussions. Uh, I don't know if it was this long, though. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, she did it, but God, this has lasted forever. Maybe they just figured she needs to spend more time training. Yeah, could be that too. Time was much further along when she had her break. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it's funny to say that because Tom debuted in 2016, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, for this match, I also enjoyed uh, Natsu Samure trying to apply an elevated crab to Azumi. Yeah. But because of her height, Azumi just couldn't was just too small yeah natsu just had to keep sort of bending down further and further to the <laughs> point where it, it actually looked really vicious but... Yeah, yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. Uh, that was fun yeah they're so good together um and of course after this this is where they agreed to do the uh the azumi versus natsu match with azumi's membership on the line at korokan yes god i hope natsu wins this one too <laughs> she probably won't but she probably won't maybe she'll lose and azumi will join anyway yay i hope that's i hope that's how it happens yeah she'll be like you guys really want me and quit, quit. yeah okay come on <laughs> i don't know i'm not a fucking booker uh, yeah you call me the leader but you don't make me let me make any decisions <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah. uh, um okay next stars versus john this was uh, more of Tom Nakano hating Arisa Shoshiki basically. <laughs> She's not happy. Arisa and Mayu working out their, what their tag team stuff is, involving the Terry Funk style spin with Mayu on her back, which which hits Tam in the face. Yes, yeah. And Tam has absolutely none of it. Slapping Arissa in the face, booting her, and slamming her onto jungle. It was great, though. It's great. It's, it's two two aspects of the same angle, basically, because Natsukatora and Jungle are also on the outs on one side of this tag match. Yeah, I was thinking that while I was watching it. And the, then there's the hugely explicit comedy version of the same thing, with Tam throwing tantrums any time Mayu and Arissa are in harmony. Yes, she cannot stand it. <laughs> Uh, but she, Tam is so good at that stuff. Yeah, she's good at great at character stuff. Moving along, he had the rookie thing. This was exactly what you'd think it was. Well, actually, I was going to was going to quickly say that there were sections in that trios match with Mayu and Raka. That was about as awkward an interaction as you'll see between Stardom regulars. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure why, but I think even on offense, Raka wanted Mayu to lead the match. Yeah. 
and it was just like about 40 to 50 seconds of really awkward interaction. Yeah, Ruaku... Ru- Ruaka can do that from time to time. So. Yeah, it, it's a com- it, like it's all a confidence thing with her. It, yeah, she's really young. So yeah, yeah, I just want her to. She she has so many flashes of being a proper jungle member. Yes, like that kind of talent. Yeah. So I I really hope she. Well, she's got years to work on it. Yes, yeah, but but if she's going to be put in a ma- put in a match in a trios match situation with these people, it, hopefully she'll rise to that sooner yeah anyway you were saying uh i think i said the whole thing already uh uh rookie gauntlet yeah it was what you think it was it was just utami beating all the rookies which were hino rena and natsume um i think leo might be hurt i might have read it and that's why she wasn't in this something like that yeah um i can't remember uh i I think i think the hina match was my favorite because hina had had basically booked an entire history of wrestling and found a counter to the Boston Crab yes. which is put your arms out <laughs> well that was uh, Hina's the one in blue right yes yeah I like that one they, they gave the most to Natsumi but I thought Hina was the best of them yeah that that ridiculous uh, Natsumi once again busting out that horrendous looking over the neck submission just for fun yeah that, that really fucked up version of a abdominal stretch is what it looks like to me and I also, again, Utami emphasizing her sheer range of finishers by using a different finisher for each of these people. Yes. Yep. I, I think the Utami versus Hina match might have even ended with another finisher. Like a, a triple throw version of something for the pin. I'm not sure. That might have... Huh. I thought it was... It is, Utami can finish anyone with anything, apparently. Basically, yeah. I thought it was Hina that got beat with the three judo throws. That's what I said, Hina. Oh, I thought you said Rina. Okay. No, uh, Rina got ta- uh, got uh, choked. Yeah, Rina got choked out, and then and Natsumi got torture racked. So yeah, so we had the judo throws, the choke out, and the torture rack. I did like that Hina was initially doing the doing the uh, the judo throws to start. Yeah, until it didn't. And then uh, until it stopped working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Utami was. I mean, you gotta think these are like how old are those girls? Like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, and Utami was slamming them the fuck down with some of those judo tosses. Yeah, she doesn't really mess around with that. I, <laughs> the the arm drag is the worst one. You yeah, hell that nobody has. That's a genuine throw. Are you nobody t- has a chance to to bet to brace themselves on those. You tell me, uh, just because I expect you to know because it's New Japan that that, that Minoru Suzuki inverted headlock takeover. What's that called? I have no idea. Yeah, it's an inverted... Uh, I, I, I call it the, oh, good God, why are you doing that? <laughs> I, I love when Utami does it. She just ragdolls some people. And uh, she is saying that she this is her third big victory of the year after the tag league and the tag belts. Yep. And she wants to win all the belts in stardom. So I'm yeah. assuming she's going after Starlight Kid next. That would be interesting. It'd be a credible person for Starlight to lose to, that's for sure. The only thing is, Utami would never lose that belt. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck? Because she's, she's only going up the card. So. Yeah. Nobody's going to pit her for that belt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe Izumi someday. But by then, that would be hilarious for Izumi to do it, which I think when you look at the roster, Izumi has the second most years on it after Mayu. 
<laughs> how, how is she even eligible for that? But it's it's an age thing, isn't it? She's under eighteen, so she's eligible. Maybe that. Yeah, yeah. She's their second most tenured wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> she just sits in the back playing dominoes, smoking. <laughs> Someone steps out of line, she throws yeah. into a locker. Wrestler, wrestler's court. Yeah. <laughs> you got to bring her a case of beer, otherwise she won't let you off. <laughs> When they go to the shows, she's never the one driving. It's, and it's not, <laughs> it's not because she's 16. It's because she's your fucking superior. <laughs> <laughs> she just lays in the back of the car and sleeps. Oh, fucking grizzled Vetazumi. <laughs> <laughs> she's so great. Um, okay, so next is uh, the main event, which was surprisingly good mary apache versus saki kashima yeah i again once uh, i mentioned earlier but i sort of see mari is so dominant in so many aspects yeah. she's a better striker than saki she's stronger than saki she's got all those sub- disgusting submissions but saki has that two things which is she can stun somebody and put them off their pace slightly and she has those flash pins. Flash pins, yeah. So yeah. it was entirely about just those little fight backs where she could just get enough enough momentum to try for a pin. Yeah, that's my favorite part of it. Well, I also like a lot with her how she just, I think I've said this before on this show, where she'll just try so much stuff. She did try some Mayu light flying, yeah. which was... It was really telegraphed because Mari had to stand in the corner for about 10 seconds and then just sort of make a, a gesture for her to come at her. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're ready for this now. And then yeah. she did the leap, <laughs> yeah. onto the leap onto the turnbuckle and then the backwards leap back off the turnbuckle. Yeah. It was very rehearsed, but Saki keeps trying stuff, like you say, and I, I admire that. She does have that spot that she actually has looking really good now where she does the run off the ropes like Konami does with the kick, but she does it into a Hurricane Rana and it usually looks great. Mm. But uh, once again, a spinning torture rack for Mari and a top rope spin kick. Yeah, the top rope spin kick. Which is scary. <laughs> yeah, especially coming from her. Yeah. Uh, so that again, that's Mari is up to 488 days with this title, mainly because she has not had challengers. Yeah, she doesn't defend it. <laughs> and has gone on holiday for half that time. So, yeah. Well, not holiday, but Mexico. Back home, yeah. So we are getting that Hazuki match on December 24th. Yeah, it's been a... Hazuki shit talk for it has been really good. Yeah. And the show is uh, closed because Ma- Mari and Hannah closing the show would be weird. Yeah. They just leave the show and let now host the end of the show. And <laughs> she's doing all these references to TV shows I don't watch and doing all this wacky shit. And the other three members of Wayne Tai who are there are just lying in the corner laughing. Yeah, unable to stand up. <laughs> that commercial uh, song that she sang was that was really funny without even knowing what it was. <laughs> she, this, the, the, the extra charisma she's showing now is tremendous. Yeah, yeah. They're finally. I don't know if they're finally letting her. Or she's just doing it, but whatever. It's it's really good. Okay, so then next up after that, pretty recently, twelve seven, we had Stardom in Osaka. 
when we went to record, this had just finished uploading, so I have seen nothing from this except Twitter. But you watched this, right, Tom? Yeah, this is uh, well, <laughs> this is an, uh, an interesting show. Like quite a few interesting singles matches. There's uh, Jungle versus Natsumi, which was fun. Like uh, uh, again, what we were saying before about Natsumi having come a long way. Yeah, and Jungle can have a good match with. Your dog. <laughs> <laughs> there was a great moment in this where uh, I don't know if anyone else has been watching much New Japan, but Chase Owens likes doing the I can't understand how to do the nudo spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Jungle trying to do that on Natsumi and then having it reversed and having it put on her. <laughs> that was quite fun. Yeah. Uh, there's also, I think the, the, like, the final couple of minutes of this was a masterclass, or a, more specifically, we were watching a class in Jungle teaching natsumi how to sell in a closing stretch mm-hmm. so she was she just put her in a crab let her reach the ropes and said okay that was a good first attempt and then she splashed her off the top rope directly on her back and then she put her in a crab again yeah. and said now take a couple of minutes and figure out how much you want to sell this time That's right. <laughs> before getting to the ropes yeah and then when she got to the ropes it was great great effort and then she splashed her again and pinned her. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, was, that was kind of fun. Um, Konami versus Mario Apache. Uh, Konami came out in absolutely badass entrance gear. And and very, this match was very much... I've I got to stop doing New Japan comparisons, but you remember like Zack versus Sonata or Okada, where you have the, the lucha, lucha styles clashing with uh, proper submission styles? Very much like that. And, and again, also with the striking, because obviously Konami deals very deals with you know, penalty kicks and stuff, and then Mari busts out that horrific axe kick to the like twelve ten to the center of the head. Oh God! Yeah, uh, so that's good fun. Yeah. And I think Asaki versus Hana was is kind of a signal to what direction Hana's going because. Hana has no respect for Saki and is a crazed brawler based who bases her entire matches around how much damage she issues to somebody. And Saki's kind of not good at doing the strike-for-strike battles. Well, going through this, I think I saw these first three matches because I I have memories of the Nudo or whatever that thing is called and the top rope splashes. I have memories of Konami's entrance robe. And I have memories of Hana's pre-match interview where she says, I apologize, but I won't be wrestling today because Saki Kashima is not a wrestler, <laughs> which is which is fantastic. But maybe I watched this like while I was falling asleep because it's only like, I, I, I think I saw this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just saw like the highlighted, uh, somebody did a... Uh... Gifs. You know, you think you think you think you've seen a match and you realize, all oh, right, I just saw like fifteen gifs. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that. It could be that. Yeah. So, okay, okay, all right. Carry on. I'm sorry. Uh, and then we had Queen's Quest versus Jan, which is kind of interesting. I I really liked watching uh, Kari Yoniyama do her offense against Momo and Utami, who are two absolute, you know, the absolute top of their game stars, right. and Natsukatora going deeper and deeper into that sort of very grumpy 
style. <laughs> yes. It's it's suiting her. Yeah, it really so. does. I love it. Yeah. Because I always liked it when she did it with Tom. And then the main event was Oedo Tai versus Stars. And and the main the main thing with this really is just Tam's continuing frustration and hatred of Arisa Hoshiki. Yeah. I I think I saw this too, because doesn't Hoshiki Brazilian kick her, or was that another match? Uh, she does, and then Tam basically uses her as a weapon. <laughs> yeah, and that... Uh... Is, yeah, this is the one where Natsu has two of them, uh, Mayu and Arisa, and Tom only saves one of them. Did I watch this whole show in GIFs? I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, did. I, I, I certainly saw the GIFs, uh, GIFs before I saw the show. But yeah, uh, Tam's frustration, and when Arisa and, uh, and Mayu, they've done this a couple of times now, when they bust out the double... Uh, double submission move and Tam just realizes there's nothing for her to do and she sits down on the ground sulking yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good stuff really? um not a, not an essential show by any means but they're building towards things you know, you've got the the momo versus natsukatora stuff building mm-hmm. so yeah um reasonably good fun uh so i guess one other thing quickly to talk about before we finish up the modern talk is uh stardom idols I saw this show two days ago, and this is one of the weirdest fucking shows I've ever seen in my life. And I watch, I've seen a lot of Hustle. (laughs) (laughs) This is up there with Hustle. This is fucking weird. The important thing to note, if you're a Western fan coming into this, is they do not do subtitles for this. No. And this show is 80% talking. Yeah. The, The basic concept of this show is... How do I put this? So, Tam comes... Tam is really good friends with Onita. <laughs> yeah. So, Tam basically has recruited a bunch of girls for her idol project. They come down to the ring one by one and do moves on a teddy bear. Then Tam terrifies them all by demonstrating moves on them and making them guess what they are. Yeah, the, the there was the first segment that made pretty much no sense. That guy with the red shoes. I don't know who the fuck that is. Nope, no idea. And then, so, they come down to the ring to all this fucking big popular copyrighted music. Nobody gives a shit. Oh, um, dude, it, it, I, 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 I made me remember how much Avril Lavigne is still over in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they come out, and I guess only some of them have moves, because only about half of them did moves to the giant panda bear in the ring um, that was about as big, bigger than they were, really. But some of them did moves to the panda. And then the next uh, match <laughs> is Tam doing moves to them. Uh, it, uh, and then after that, they uh, they all sing a song. Uh, they're they're single that like a fire song, which it's okay, but it's nowhere near as good as the Toshi, Tokyo Joshi Pro songs. No, it's 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 just another live dance performance yeah. number thing. It's it's this is very much Tam putting herself at the center of this. Yeah, you, you know how DDP's wife was in charge of was the dance coordinator and leader of the Nitro Girls. 
this is this is like that if she put herself front and center of everything tam is very <laughs> much this is this is tam and her friends yeah this is two hours of tam which yeah which gets it a thumbs up for me <laughs> um, the next match i don't know what happened it was tam and pandita against of all fucking people kendo kashin dragon soldier b what the fuck and um... <laughs> uh, the, the the only thing i remember uh, remember kendo kashin from aside from just hearing about him now and then yeah. is that that ring of honor tournament the best of the american super juniors where he was forced to be the winner because New Japan had booking control. Yeah. And the, the rest of that tournament is all like Brian Danielson. Yeah. And just like all of Ring of Honor's biggest stars. You got like Roderick Strong and all these people who have been huge names ever since. Yeah. And then you just got Dragon Soldier B winning the whole fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess he's okay. Uh but but so Tam is teaming with Pandita in a two-on-one for some reason. But at the end of the match, Pandita gets his mask torn off. And Tam is just furious that it's whoever the fuck it is under that mask. Or maybe the fact that it's not a real panda. I'm not sure. <laughs> but she ends up uh, beating the shit out of him and pinning him. And then Kendo Kashin puts his foot on her back so that the ref will count. And... He wins the match because Tam pinned her own partner. I thought Tam won the match but via... This was very non... Very confusing. Yeah. I mean, you can't win a match for pinning your partner. And he had the pin <laughs> on top of her. Yeah, I don't think I don't think logic was the, most, it was the strongest aspect <laughs> well, of this. She's I was... like the big hero baby face and she's two-on-one-ing someone in a match. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was bizarre. <laughs> and then next, though, and oh my God. I'm going to warn you, I don't like Deathmatch, but I fucking love Onita. So <laughs> I, this is, this is interesting. Tom, you have some thoughts on this match, I know. <laughs> oh my God. Tell me okay. how you described this. Tell the, the okay. listeners how you described this. <laughs> so this is uh, Onita Army versus, uh, what's it, Yamamoto Army? Yeah. Okay, it says Atsushi Onita, Hasegawa, Papanda, Raiden, and Tomohiko Hashimoto versus Chainsaw Tony, Kim Duck, Nasawa Rongai, and Tarzan Yamamoto. Now, let's start with this. Ta uh, uh, Nosawa in stardom. I never thought I'd see that. It's a weird... <laughs> For obvious reasons. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, his relationship with the Oshirai and accusations of drug smuggling and stuff. You know, I guess she's gone now. <laughs> Yep. Uh, he's wearing a goddamn Nitro shirt as well. It's just fitting. That's so fitting for this match. So, basically, this this is the most dirty, low-grade collection of indie talent you could possibly find. Like, on Anita's side, you've got... J Japanese Kevin Steen yeah. and discarded Shikara characters, <laughs> and, and and then Chainsaw Tony comes to the ring with his chainsaw as his theme, and but but the theme song for that side is the Ric Flair theme, which I think is for Kim Duck. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know who Kim Duck is, oh my. 
God, this was a absolute cage match rabbit hole for me. <laughs> it's a uh, Tom's new favorite wrestler. Oh, he's awful. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he. <sighs> okay, so Kim Duck, aka Tiger Taguchi, aka Tiger Chung Lee, aka Kim Duck. <laughs> is the most well-traveled wrestler I have never heard of. This guy start. This guy's a Korean wrestler, started out in JWP. He's been in All Japan, New Japan, War, and the WWF. And if I can just give you a list, quick list of the guys he's faced. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Stan Hansen. <laughs> Inoki. Baba. Murdoch. The Funks. Abdullah the Butcher. Bruiser Brody. Jumbo Saruta. Ric Flair. The Von Erics. Tenru. Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, the British Bulldogs, Bret Hart, Hashimoto, Chono, Fujinabe, Muto, Dos Caras, Kanek, Dr. Wagner Jr., <laughs> Atlantis, Benoit, Jericho, Liger, Dustin and Dusty Rhodes, Takamichinoku, Jado, Gado, and Kazuchika Okada. Kazuchika. How the hell did he even do that one? He was in a battle royal ten years ago to celebrate an anniversary for New Japan. Understood. Okay. And Kazuchika Okada won it. Okay. <laughs> Think of who who in the he's wrestled like eighty percent of the big names in wrestling in the last fifty years. <laughs> now let me clarify all this by saying this man is pushing seventy. He is huge. He is out of shape. Yeah, he's very bad. <laughs> I mean, he's seventy. He can't be any good. And yet Japanese Kevin Owens feels the need to almost drop it on his head with what I can only describe as a shock DVD. (laughs) (laughs) This this match featured, like, firstly, the weakest use of barbed wire I've ever seen. Outside of the TNA Christmas barbed wire match. Wasn't that fake barbed wire? Was that that? Yeah. Yeah. But this is, like... This is a barbed wire board and a barbed wire bat. I can't. I'm not even sure if anyone bled in this match, and I'm not complaining about that. Right. But the it's a, this is 13 minutes of the slowest, most tame slash, in some cases horrible, action. <laughs> the 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 table spot where they do the pile driver. The table is being held by at least four other men as it's go as it's being set up. So there's no chance that anyone could possibly fall or fall off it. It's 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 the most protected hardcore brawl of all time, but and nobody could ever possibly get hurt aside from some horrific spots where they might. The this was awful. And just to add to that, uh, just so people understand, wasn't this match fifty fucking minutes? No, thirteen. No, no, it was not. It's a 40-minute file, uh-huh. and the rest of it is entrances and uh, the post-match with like kids from the audience. Okay. It just felt <laughs> like it was 50 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I, I, I was just watching this thing, and oh my god, these are the dirtiest, the, the dirtiest collection of indie nobodies Tarzan Yamamoto (laughs) I'm not sure if he's 20 or 80 (laughs) (laughs) he's both at once like he looks like the like just wearing like a collection of denim and baby powder white face and and Nasawa taking as many 
shots to the head from some random bric-a-brac board as he possibly can. Like, Atsushi Anita spends at least two minutes of this match just hitting Nosawa in the head. <laughs> with, with this with these boards that just keep falling apart. Wouldn't you? I, I don't know. <laughs> and then Papanda comes in, and I've no idea what side he's supposed to be on. Again, he seems like a... He seems like he'd, he'd switch sides at will. <laughs> My theory on this match is... I mean, okay, so Tam is close, and she's got the deathmatch background. However, as much as we all love... Tom Nakano, she's not going to sell out, sell a show by herself. Not that much. You put Onita on the show and tons of people will go just to go see Onita. I would have gone, but I would have gone for Tom too. So I'm not a great example, but (laughs) (laughs) look, I I would have loved to have seen this match live. No doubt. Yeah. Because it's the worst match I've seen in wrestling (laughs) in around a decade. I think Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) like, I have to go back to some dirt indie show in the uh, just north of London that I went to ten years ago to even come close to a match this bad. I don't know. The Divas weren't that long ago. The Divas had more oversight than this. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um... Th- this, this was bad. I mean, this is... I, I know there was the, like, the Lucha Grandpa's match uh from earlier this year there's a couple other things but this is this is the worst match i've seen in its entirety in years <laughs> oh poor anita <laughs> I, I can't imagine like what this brand what that's it that's that's the whole show basically two matches and a dance number and a lot of talking yeah yeah the the opening stuff i think was an hour Maybe 45 minutes of just Tom and the Idols talking. What is this? What is this brand? I have no clue. I have no clue. Is is there going to be a second show? I can't imagine it. I thought when this whole thing was announced that it was going to be like the Up Up Girls or whatever in TJPW where Tom would have a stable and they would just be super (laughs) idly in stardom. I didn't know we were getting an Onita death match, and I don't understand what this is. Well, one of the first things I heard was that Onita was, like, helping to choose the girls involved. Yeah. But I I can't imagine. This feels like it's... This feels doesn't feel like it's a stardom show at all. It's... There's nothing stardom about it, yeah. apart from Tam. This was, this was a weird, weird show, and if they do another one, I will... Watch I'll be every, very surprised. I'll watch every second of it. <laughs> I won't. I, I I'll watch like the matches, all both of them. <laughs> it's just so weird. I don't. It's not. It's not for me. <laughs> and I le- I mean that in not not in a they intended it for me and it hasn't hit home. Right. It's definitely not aimed at me. No. I know this because they didn't translate it for me. That too. That too. And I don't, I don't blame them for that because if I had to sit down and translate like whatever, like an hour of discussion, I would have, I would have gone mad. There's no benefit to it, so just, just leave it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand. So maybe the next show, the idols, 
that have been recruited will fight? I have no idea. Yeah. Well, let's find out. <laughs> we'll find out. They can have a... Uh, the, I mean, how, the, fuck, how, how many of them were there? There's like 12, 10? There's a lot. Yeah, there's, there's absolutely loads. Yeah, there's a lot. I don't know. There's, there's all these random girls and they're all dressed in the same schoolgirl outfit. And I have no idea what any of them are supposed to be about because they didn't translate any of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <sighs> well. Never mind. <laughs> that's Stardom Idols. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up uh, the modern Joshi game. So this is that. Uh... Well, first, it's that time of the month where we announced we didn't do anything on our projects. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we didn't do anything on our projects, which. You know, you probably could have seen coming, seeing as we skipped October entirely. Uh, but, so next is, uh, we go back in time to the Joshi Classics. And I forget who you asked for, Tom. Did you ask for the Crush Gals, or did you ask for... Mm, I, I asked for the for the Crush Gals. Okay, okay. So that's on, how... on account of the fact I wanted to see them working as a tag team. Yeah. So that's how we got here then. You wanted the Crush Gals. So one of my favorite matches of theirs is back when they were feuding with uh, Goku Akudome. And at this point, uh, so first that team, Goku Akudome, was uh, Dump Matsumoto and Crane Yu. But earlier in the year, uh, they won the titles from... The Crush Gals. I'm, I'm doing this from memory. They wrote, they won the titles from the Crush Gals. But then Dump and Crane U had a match in a tournament against each other. And it led to some dissension, which led to Crane U quitting on Dump and retiring and becoming a referee. And so then Dump recruited in Bull Nakano and... They had a match with the Crush Gals, and it just went batshit crazy to the point that the titles were held up. Uh, so everyone knew that the referee, that the male referee, they were doing sort of the lucha thing with the heel ref. So for the rematch, it was going to be two out of three falls, the heel referee, but also Crane Yu as the so-called neutral babyface referee. Because she didn't like the Crush Gals, but she surely didn't like Goku Akadome either. And that's where we are now. That's cleared up so much for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what did you think? What did you think? Well, firstly, that was all incredibly helpful because <laughs> this is absolutely lucha style craziness with the referees and three falls and. Uh, apparently, very little regulation of things such as kendo sticks or nunchucks or chairs or chains or choking with towels. Yeah. Or what I, th I think that Matsum uh, Dump was swigging booze at one point. <laughs> I think she was, yeah. And then it, it strikes to the knee with a steel rod. Uh, this is yeah. absolute insanity yeah. from beginning to end. I, uh, the, the, because it's two out, th uh, two out of three falls, so they have a, the first fall is predictably lucha style, where the finish is a punch to the gut and a roll up. Yeah. <laughs> where they're just let's just get that one out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was the, all kidding aside, I had difficulty telling who was who in this because I'm working off 
very little information. Uh, Dub Matsumoto is the first time I've seen her, and Bull Nakano does not look like Bull Nakano here. Right. This is very early, and they're wearing like the 80s traditional wrestling women's bathing suits, which you don't notice on the Crush Gals because... It just sort of fits, yeah. It sort of fits the look, and then you see Dub Matsumoto should probably be wearing something with a little more support, maybe? Perhaps, perhaps. She still comes off as an absolutely crazy, wild character. Yeah, she does, yeah. And this was 1985. So what was happening in the West in 1985? Uh, I guess the NWA might have gotten <laughs> this crazy and violent. Well, that that's also my my comparison point for how the, certainly how the crowd feels is like an old Dusty versus Flair cage match. Yeah, yeah. Well. It, it, my God, the baby faces are over here. Anytime Chigusa or Asuka does anything, they go crazy. Yeah, and also anytime a weapon is spotted. <laughs> right, that too. And they're spotted often. Yeah. I was so confused about who the ref was supposed to uh, your, your introduction really did help, because I I really didn't know who was supposed to be the heel ref and who was supposed right. to be the baby face ref. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, that... I kind of, I kind of guessed that the female ref was the babyface ref. Yeah, but I forget that guy's name. It's on the tip of my tongue, but 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 the refs, the refs are being thrown into the crowd <laughs> uh, through, through chairs. <laughs> Nobody appears to have any control over, you know, whether or not th- uh, attempt certain things are forbidden or not. Yeah, I'm not sure tags really matter in this match that much. It's literally just, I will get in the ring now. Oh, you're close to me. I will attempt to beat you to death with an object. Yeah, that's a pretty good summary, frankly. <laughs> there's, there's a doomsday device-style attack with a trash can. Yeah. At yeah. one point. I, I, what, what even was the finish in this? The finish, I believe... Oh, uh, yes, sorry. It was a... They, they did a bunch of top-rope drop kicks on Bull, and then uh, I think Linus Asker did a giant swing for a three well i thought i thought it was a giant swing from oscar and then chigusa after that followed it up with a like a savat kick off the top rope or some shit <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i believe it was um i i do feel like this is an, uh the, ver- the version of this match i was watching which is probably the only one available was right. Edited, edited down. It was, but it wasn't like a bad edit job. You, I, I feel like you still got what mattered in the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it was. It still felt like a complete match. It's like yes. fifteen minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. It, it's probably like fifteen from twenty or something. But Joshi Joshi trivia. This is just a few months because this is May of eighty-five, and in our first episode. God, was that our first episode? Well, one of our episodes, we covered Jaguar Yokota versus Lioness Asuka. And that was from uh, August of 85. So it was that same just batshit crazy crowd. I don't think they were as loud here as they were for Yokota versus Asuka. But they were still really fucking loud. Yeah, and, and but, but was that Asuka-Yokota match was... I think we turned it at the time was acceptable for any indie main event these days. Yeah, yeah. This that's... is like if you had an ECW trash main event <laughs> and then put it on fast forward. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, 
I don't know. It's better than that. I don't. No, no, no. What I mean is like I don't mean a trash main event. I mean like a, a hardcore like weapons brawl. Oh like, yeah, a good one. Yeah, yeah, a good one. That's the yeah, the but either. but with but on but like at times two speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would it would be like um. I don't know. What were the good ones back then? I mean, Sabu and RVD were a good team. Who would they be? I don't know. Well, like a, like a Dudley's versus Spike Dudley and New Jack. Some, yeah. Something like that. But uh, th- th- just to truly get an understanding of how this feels, what if you watch like any modern match, yeah. spots are given individual attention and people wait until they have until they feel, oh, the crowd is looking at me, now I will do this. Yeah, it's very... There's no, con- there's no consideration of the crowd in this match. Yeah, which is more realistic. I mean, because now it's one of the spots I don't really like that WWE does often. And a, a lot of indies do it too, is where they all take turns hitting their finisher back to back to back to back. And sometimes, like the first few times you see it, it's pretty cool. But after a while, it just feels so fucking... I don't know. Yeah. Whereas it whereas in this it's the reason why you hit six finishers in a row is because you really want to kill someone. Yeah. And they might there might be something else even better happening across the ring. Like Yeah. And at, literally at the same time it's there's there's no consideration to the cameraman or the audience. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, cuts what you can. <laughs> this is you just you grab it. You grab this match by the tail, and you hold on until the end. Yeah, yeah. When I when I watched this for this project, I actually like. Just again, we're talking about how chaotic it was. I I watched it twice in a row because the first time I was like, "What the fuck?" Because it's <laughs> it's hard to catch everything. Yeah, I just it, I, this is different. This is this was completely different to most everything we've seen before. Like yeah. maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit similar to that cage match. Yeah, the Bull Nakano one where she yeah. But but the sheer chaos of multiple falls and four people slash six people plus seconds yeah. getting involved. Yeah. yeah. This this is well worth a look. It really <laughs> like, is. I, I really I genuinely enjoyed this in so many different ways. Yeah. it, it reminded me a lot of uh I don't know why, really, but uh, Piper and Valentine. That you know, I've never seen that. What the fuck? That's unacceptable. Um, but it reminded me of that, where the crowd is ballistic and they're just trying to kill each other. <laughs> um, and it's just that old school fight feel. It's 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 good stuff. I really enjoyed this match a lot. Yeah, it's it's so it's almost completely alien from modern wrestling, though. Yeah, it is. It's totally like if imagine you go to watch the next Stardom Corican show, and the main event was pace for pace exactly like this. Oh, good god! Like, what would I don't I don't even know how people would react. Well, this there is so much there is so much like the of the DNA of some aspects of modern Joshi in there, like all those all the times when they've like they go into the crowd and just throw people oh, through yeah. a bunch of chairs. Yeah, that yeah, absolutely. Like the brawling stuff in Stardom is actually very influenced by this, but even then Oh eight oh tie matches, yeah. Yeah, even then it doesn't it doesn't match the sheer insanity of this. Yeah, this is I mean Corican can't be sitting there for like they do <laughs> now. I mean not to say they just sit there, but the crowd was just fucking crazy during this. And there's just not a moment. I I don't know. 
this is as different from modern wrestling as MMA is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's but. totally different. And I loved it. I mean, I love old AJW. It's just great stuff. Yeah, well, this is this is two out of two so far that we've been complete successes. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, they were. Let's come back for more of this. <laughs> I think we should. I think we absolutely yeah. should. But uh, speaking of coming back for more, uh, have we wrapped up Crush Gals versus Gokuaku Dome? I, I don't understand what else I could possibly have said except for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to reiterate, I think it's the third or fourth time I've said this. You. Anybody listening should see this match. It's just for curiosity, if nothing else. It's really good. Um, and with that, what do you want next month, Tom? Well, I was looking through names that I have na- names that I know, but people I haven't seen. And when it comes to influence over stardom, Nene Takahashi. Uh, sorry, Nene Takahashi. Her name always seems to pop up. Yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about her. And I should I should know something. So let's is that okay? It's okay with me. Um, all I know of her because I'm very open about my Joshi Dark Ages, and that's basically what she's from. Um, so all I know of her is her stardom work, and I don't particularly like her because of the fallout of the Yoshiko incident. Um. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's fine, but that whole Yoshiko thing was a fucking mess. Anyway, so I think, I mean, when I think of Nane Takahashi, I guess I just think of her holding that belt for so long in the beginning. So, what I'm going to give you is from July 24th of 2011. And it is the inaugural championship finals for the uh, first ever stardom, world of stardom, red belt, whatever, uh, tournament. And it's Nanae Takahashi versus someone you do know in her later years, uh, Yoko Bito. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, this whole card, I looked up this whole card when I was finding this, and the whole thing is interesting. So, all right, let me read this card to you. Uh, I'm sure you'll probably end up watching the whole thing uh we may not we probably won't talk about the whole Call thing that my project for next month okay that'll be your project and then we can seamlessly put it right into the the final match <laughs> for the final segment um so the opening match is saki kashima and ari souza who is one of the few who hasn't come back at this point against mayu iwatani and orisa hoshiki so I mean, that goes with everything perfectly. The, sec- the second match was what first got people's attention to stardom in the West. Uh, Kenny Omega versus a seven-year-old girl, Haruka. Um, I've watched this whole show. Huh? Everyone's seen this match, yeah. surely. Yeah, yeah. I've watched this whole show. So um, Back when I first started stardom world and watched the entire library uh but this match is entertaining i mean whatever um it's it's just a shame that it killed the business <laughs> um i'll stop uh the semi-finals are mika nagano i don't really know anything about her versus yoko bito 
And then the other semifinal, uh, coming off all these May Young classics, is Nanae Takahashi versus Mercedes Martinez. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Then you get the inaugural uh, match for the Wonder of Stardom title, which is uh, Yoshiko versus uh, Yuzupan, Yuzuki Aikawa, who was just as important as Nanae, uh, if not more so in some senses. Um, yeah, so you get that match. And then in, after that, you're going to get Natsuki Tayo, who... Full disclaimer, from the early days of stardom, Natsuki Tayo is my favorite wrestler. And she's taking on uh, Leon. And then, of course, it's the finals after that. So this entire card is interesting from a historical perspective. Nice. Well, it's one of those classic, one of those things where I go back to an old stardom show and it feels like it's from 40 years ago. <laughs> I mean, it does feel different. Early stardom was a lot rougher in terms of like, Nana is just stiff as fuck, and everyone tries to be like her. <laughs> uh, that, that's pretty much my experience from having watched some of the others. So yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, so I will check out that entire show. Yeah, so that's July twenty fourth, twenty eleven, and it is on Stardom World. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's going to be next month. Nana Takahashi versus Yoko Bito, and with that, Thomas, I think we're done here. I think so. I think so. I think I just want to do the document. Yes, we've covered pretty much everything we said we were going to cover. Everything we've said we were going to cover. Um, that's another episode down. This was episode seven. Uh, thanks to anyone listening for listening. And thanks to Tom for uh, being here with me. Oh, it's a pleasure. As always. All right. See you guys later. Bye.